0: is another Astros podcast. Welcome back to Astroland, Steve Sparks with the manager, A.J. Hinch, before a day game against the Los Angeles Angels. Kind of nice to play a day game after a hard-fought game like yesterday, A.J.?
1: Yeah, I think it's also nice because, you know, we're going to get a, a night off tonight. We're going to get a day off tomorrow. Um, you know, obviously coming back after a couple of really close games, it's nice to play uh, and get into a routine. So, you know, try to salvage a game today. Um, after a couple games that were, were winnable but not necessarily in our favor, it um, will be fun to get out there again.
0: Taking back to when you were playing those day games, a lot of times were the days when you as a backup catcher were going to get a lot of action yeah. like Stassi today.
1: I think that's why I love day games so much is the backups usually get to play or at least mm-hmm. uh, brings back some memories, a little bit of, of you know, it's my day. It's The be- the most important day of the week is the day you get to play. And yeah. that, that's uh, that's often the case for you know, for your backup guys.
0: How do you feel it is for some of your players to get ready for a day game as opposed to a night game? You think it's a little tougher?
1: You know, it's, uh, I think it's changed over the years. You know, we we don't take batting practice uh, outside anymore during day games, almost almost virtually any day game. Mm -hmm. Um, So the preparation has changed a little bit. You know, we are a little more late arrival to the ballpark. Um, We do a lot of inside work. So it's, you know, I think our guys understand it's part of it. You know, I think we've gotten a little bit better in the last couple of years at getting ready to play. Um, but it definitely changes the routine and changes the work, changes uh, everything about your day when you have a day game. Teams Forever used
0: to take infield, and nobody does that anymore. Do you miss that at all, and when did that really phase out?
1: Yeah, I don't miss it. I, I think, you know, we do different, a different style of infield. The outfielders still throw uh, once or twice a week to the, to, the, to the bases. The infielders take a routine defensive maintenance program that we have before batting practice every day, especially at home. Um, so we, we have a routine that's you know they still get their throws in you know infield outfield practice changed over uh, probably over the last decade you know that the, when I at the end of my career in the in the mid-2000s it was still semi-active or you would go put on a show for the fans or you would uh, that was that was considered a preparation work um, but it's slowly it slowly gotten out of it we we take it in different ways now but um, so we get our, the same quality work in, but the, the showcase part of it or the preparation before the game or having the grounds crew clear the, the, the infield so that it's open for us to play right before batting practice is just not done. And quite honestly, if we, if we changed it and all of a sudden we went to a stadium and said, hey, we're going to take infield, I think players, grounds crews, fans, I think everybody would be shocked.
0: Now, when you're talking about getting preparation in, you set out a, a nice schedule. It's almost little snippets of spring training just to go over maybe bunt plays or mm-hmm. do different relay cuts and things like that. Uh, but you have it uh, set up uh, almost throughout the year, don't you?
1: We do. We do. We do something I call it defensive maintenance. You know, that's similar to, you know, an oil change for your car or mm-hmm. a dental appointment or a, just the routine, you know, dry cleaning that you have to do to, to in an everyday life type maintenance program and. Um, that way it stays fresh enough and it keeps enough attention to detail. Um, you have to stay sharp, and, and you can get into this routine of, uh, of just showing up to the ballpark, play the game, see what happens. Show up to the ballpark, play the game, see what happens. And that, that can lead to a little bit of sloppiness if you don't have a program that, that check marks a few boxes to make sure you're prepared every day. When you're
0: thinking about paying close attention to detail, I think of Justin Verlander and as a player by playing behind him. I don't want to. I don't want to disrupt anything because he's so intense out there. Do you get that sense with your players?
1: You know, our starting pitchers this year, I think, is is one of the main reasons that we our attention span has been better. Our our attention to detail has been better. Our defense um, stays into the game a little bit. We don't walk hitters, which is another uh, another reason why you know defensive people can can stay into the game. It doesn't you don't wander mentally. So when Verlander's on the mound, I know there's a there's an intensity uh in the day to day work. when you're when your big boys are pitching, um, you know, we we, we they we they demand excellence out mm-hmm. of everybody else and I think that's one of the reasons that they're uh, considered the big boys.
0: Got any takeaways from seeing Shohei Otani for the first time last night?
1: Um, you know, he's stuff over execution right now. And, and it, as a young pitcher, um, you can see that he can dial it up when he wants to. He threw all those pitches over 100 miles an hour last night. Um, his off-speed pitches are very difficult to pick up. Surely the velocity of the split ranging in the mid-80s to the, to, to, I think he threw a couple that were 90-91. Um, that's a unique pitch. He's been able to see, he spun his breaking ball over a little bit. Um, but it's stuff over execution. He, did, he didn't have pinpoint command. He yeah. doesn't really know where the ball is going to wind up in a, in a particular area. So um, developing young pitcher with excellent stuff. He, he does have a little um, star quality to him, the way that, that, that the hype comes in whenever you face him, which will bring intensity to the hitter. Mm-hmm. Um, impressive guy. Uh, we'll see him again. Last thing, real quick, plan of attack against Nick Tropiano, former Astro farmhand,
0: pitching against you today.
1: Yeah, you got to get to the center part of the plate. You know, he, he'll he'll mix in some off-speed pitches, especially a pretty good changeup. Lefties have had a pretty good uh, run against him so far in his career, and I think, you know, we only have a couple lefties in there with Red and, and Marwin and Fish, but... Um, those guys, if they can get the ball up and get the ball in the strike zone, you know, you know Trapiano's the type of guy that you want to go up and you do want to try to do too much. So if he's going to give you a single the opposite way, you got to take the single, uh, continue to put pressure on him. One thing that we did a good job last night is getting base runners on base nearly every inning, I yeah. think virtually every inning. So it, if we can continue to do that, you know, we're going to get 10 to 12 to 14 hits and and score six, seven, eight runs, we're going to win the game. All right, A.J., good luck today. You got it. Back with more
0: Astro Lunch right after this. Robert Ford. I'm back at the wall, looking up. A- see you later! A three-run home run for Jose Altuve.
1: Steve Sparks. These
0: fans are ringside at one of the best boxing matches they'll ever see.
1: The Houston Astros, on your radio, all
2: summer Long We're back, Robert Ford, joined by Colin McHugh, a relief pitcher for the Astros so far this year, anyway, and that's a little different role for you. Uh, been the starter uh, most of your your professional career. I know you got some relief appearances 2013 before you joined the Astros at the at the big league level. How's the adjustment been for you so far?
3: Uh, it's been challenging at times, uh, just in terms of routines and trying to figure out what works best for you, uh, how to prepare your body every day to to be ready to throw every day. Um, As a starter, I always tell my wife, as a starter, it really is kind of a life because you prepare. You have, you know, four days to prepare, to you know, for a lineup, to prepare for a team, to prepare for an outing, Um, and it's a double-edged sword because obviously, if it doesn't go well, you have four days to think about it. Um, But uh, that's kind of more up my alley. I feel like that's how I'm wired better. Um, So it's been a, it's been adjustment to try to um, think through how to face a guy one time, get him out one time. Uh, but that's uh, something that I'm, I'm leaning on these guys out of the bullpen a lot for. Um, guys with a lot of experience, guys who've been there before, trying to figure out uh, what works best.
2: When you talk about the routine being challenging, what's the most challenging part of, of uh, learning the bullpen routine?
3: I, I Honestly, I think it's um, it's before the game starts. Mm-hmm. Uh, figuring out what what to do every day, the, the two or three things that you need to do every day to prepare your body, mind, um, to get going, to, to be ready to, you know, Get guys out on every everyday level, uh, and then once the game starts, it's you know you get on the mound. It's still pitching. It's yeah. still the same thing I've done thousands of times. So um, that part hasn't so far. Knock on wood, hasn't been the most challenging part. But um, I, th- I feel like I'm starting to get the hang of it. Get my get my sea legs under me, and um, yeah, it's been been pretty good ride so far.
2: Do you find yourself being more aggressive out of the bullpen than you might be as a starter when maybe you're thinking about pitching a guy, how you're going to pitch a lineup second, third, time three? You don't really worry about that out of the pen.
3: You have to. Yeah, you have to be aggressive. Um, I remember after after my Baltimore outing, um, Mancini took me deep on the first pitch, and it was kind of a, it wasn't a get-me-over-fastball, but it was a fastball with without a whole lot of intention, you know, mm-hmm. and um, aggressiveness is probably a good word for it. And so I talked to Will and talked to Joe and Hector and some of these guys have been around a while, and we just talked about the idea of, of attacking guys like every pitch is a, is a put-away pitch. Uh, and so from, from that point on, that point forward, I've been kind of going into it with that mindset, thinking I don't have to save anything, I don't have to hold anything back for these guys.
2: I know some guys when they go to the bullpen and then go back to starting, they say they take some of that aggressiveness with them that they had in the bullpen into starting. Maybe be more aggressive earlier in games. Could you see yourself doing that?
3: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You've seen the results from it so far that you know it, it tends to it tends to work in your favor when you're yeah. when you're super aggressive, especially against um, against teams in this league and especially in our division uh, with some really good lineups. You have to be really aggressive with really good hitters. And um, it's yeah, like I said, it's it's been a a good run so far. Um, and, yeah, when I, when I do get the chance to start again, I'll, there are definitely things that I'm going to take with me and uh, move into that starter role with the same mindset.
2: On the Astros' last road trip, uh, went to Seattle to start off that road trip last week, and uh, you got some uh, fried grasshoppers the first day that the Astros were there. That's something that was added to the Safeco Field menu last year. What, what did you think of the fried grasshoppers? I know there are videos on Instagram of you having uh, various guys in the Astros Clubhouse try them.
3: Yeah, they're, they're, on, the, they're on the Instagram. They're on my story, and uh, it was fun. Yeah, you know, they're salty and crunchy and a little vinegary, and... I don't know what a grasshopper tastes like, but it didn't taste <laughs> particularly grasshopper-y to me. So I, I was—I think I'd give it overall like a B plus.
2: What's the weirdest food you've ever eaten? Is it the fried grasshoppers?
3: Probably. Um, I'm looking forward to eating some uh, some more Persian food. My wife uh, my wife's family is from Iran, and so there's there's some good Persian dishes that are, I think, as an American would be, a, a departure from the from the normal. Some some sheep's head or something like that so we'll we'll see what what's on the menu
2: all right colin McHugh, thanks so much for joining us continue success
3: thanks so much
1: this is the houston astros radio network